Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. RI5 with Ben Shaw. What is or was your favorite Rhode Island record store and why? So I think one thing about listening to a lot of these um, RI5s and listening to a lot of the uh, podcasts in general, everybody seems to have grown up on the mainland of Rhode Island. I don't know. There's not a lot of people that grew up on Aquidneck Island. Yeah. Well, Gail from Belly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, a lot of it. Yeah. is from providence or exactly so i so what i'm gonna do with my ri5 is i i i gotta say it's very aquidnic island specific (laughs) so because you know i'm just when you grow up on the island you just kind of tend to stay on there for a lot of time but uh so i would say my favorite record store was uh music box down in newport Cool. Just because it, it was, they had a, a big selection. It was like the way they had their shelves set up was so cool. Um, a lot of like weird albums that I just wouldn't find other places. Like they had a big jazz section, big like Celtic section. They mm-hmm. had like a good hip hop section, classical music. The CDs were cheap. So I could buy a bunch. I mean, I nice. have way, That's way awesome. too many CDs, but <laughs> because of that place. And it is still the only place that has ever sold a CD of mine because they would take local CDs. And when I was playing with milk bread, I took our first EP and I just gave them a stack. I'm like, do you guys take these? And like, yeah, oh, sure. that's cool. What, like whatever we'll sell. Them. They were just so cool like that. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I would spend, I would drop, you know, 25, 50 bucks every time I went in there. So I'm sure they're like, yeah, man, whatever you want. Yeah. If you keep coming but, back, we're good. Yeah. 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 We, we'll and- sell you that weird deep cut. And where was that located? I'm actually not familiar with that store. And like, uh, how long was it around? Yeah. Is it still around or, and I'm just not aware of it or. Um... Yeah. No, unfortunately it's not. It's um now they have a life is good store at it's like at music box is what they call it. But um okay. It, it was on, um it was on Thames street. It was on upper Thames street. On, okay. A, right near the brick marketplace. Um, Like there's brick alley. Um there's the brick alley pub. And then you kind of walk down and it's in that like little cobblestone part of Newport. And oh, okay. it's right, on, right on the left. If you're driving by. That's yeah. Cool. It was, I mean, and that was like, it was either that or there was like a strawberries on the Island that my brother used to work at, which is how yeah. he got into like underground hip hop, like Sage. Actually, he used to be a big fan of Sage, I think. So nice. nice. So shout out to sh- uh, Sage Francis, but yeah, it was music box was just like, the the place like we didn't go to newport a lot but then later in life i started when i had a car i could go down and i would just uh-huh. i would just dump all my dishwashing money <laughs> in, <laughs> into, into cds man oh yeah cool what is your favorite drink tied to rhode island all right i'm this this one's tough james you got you got a lot of contenders here um cool. but i i came up with the perfect solution to all, cause I love coffee milk, despite 
I have I have a bone to pick with your buddies in Road Rash, the podcast you turned on. Oh you yeah, know, too, yeah yeah. About John the Rhode Island and stuff. Yeah yeah yeah. Talk, you next time you talk to any of the Johns, you tell them that Ben Shaw has a problem with what they said about <laughs> coffee milk. They said it's a it's a drink for kids. It's a drink for children. I'm a grown man. I have self respect and yeah. I love coffee milk. All right. So I I love coffee milk, but I love awful waffles with Newport and. We, so it's like, I'm like, how do I, how do I get everything that I want out of life? How can I have my cake and eat it too? We were at Newport Creamery. We're in line and this lady orders a coffee awful awful with chocolate jimmies. I'm like, mother, motherfucker, you broke it. You, you just, (laughs) you did it. You've done it. You broke the code. And so that, that right there to me is like, that is a perfect, cause I love coffee milk. I love awful awfuls. Chocolate jimmies are great. Um, so that I would say probably that beside, and then there's also like, I love Gansett. Like, I know that's like the, just like total, like cheap beer, but like, come on, it's Gansett. It's great. But uh road trip right now, Newport uh, Brewing Company's road trip is probably my favorite beer right now. It used to be revival double black IPA, but then they discontinued it. Um I always used to say revival double black tasted like uh, uh, motor oil and uh, used cigarettes, but goddamn, was it good? <laughs> oh, it was so good. So, I don't know what a used cigarette is, but uh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 just just like a like smoked, a, you know, a just smoked like a, cigarette. All right, <laughs> right, like it's like you have like like some like you have like a little bit left on the filter. Like it's just enough to like, (laughs) like some, somebody was like, I have this can of motor oil sitting here. Let me put this cigarette out. (laughs) Yeah. I got you. What is your favorite place in Rhode Island? Like, where do you like to hang out? Um, like I said, I grew up on Aquinnick Island and we Portsmouth is great, but it's just kind of could be anywhere town. It's just, it's nothing. But when I was younger, like we didn't really go out to like Providence or anything. So I don't have, as I grow older, I have a real love for Providence and the music scene and appreciation of that. As I get, um, you know, spend more time there, I really start to love it. But Newport just remains, I think one of my favorite places because it like, it's got great restaurants. It's just so beautiful walking around there at night. Mm -hmm. Uh, so as I mentioned on one of our other segments, uh, I we recently moved to Warwick. Literally, like last weekend was our move date, and pre- prior to that, we lived in Newport for seven years, um, and it was just it was great because we got to go down to the restaurants and like little bookstores and stuff, and you know there was music happening. I loved the gigging there. I love playing at like Poor Judgment. It just and then you know, there's great beaches, there's good surfing. We started surfing a couple of years ago and that was like fun to do. And That's it's, cool. just, it's just such a beautiful place to just like spend a day. You can go around ocean drive or I don't know. There's just so much to it that I, I felt silly saying it. Cause it's like, okay, he's from the Island. Of course he's going to say Newport, but it, I don't hey, know, man, like be nothing honest, beats yeah. it. Nothing beats it. Mm-hmm. No, I dig it. That's cool. Um, what is your favorite Rhode Island pizza? This is I I remember texting you about this a while ago saying that the problem I have with pizzas, I think my relationship to pizza is different. The people on the island 
their relationship to pizza, at least as far as I've seen, is different than the mainland because we have like 20 pizza shops on the island. There's tons of pizza. But when I ask people this pizza question here, like people who live in Pawtucket or Providence or Cranston, boom, they have an answer immediately. And they have <laughs> they have reasons. They have like yeah. a family history of why it's this, why it's nice slice or caserta <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. But on the island, it's just like, it's a thing, but it's not a big thing. What I will say though is, I, so thinking about this, I was like, okay, well, what is my relationship to pizza on the island? And there's two places. One is I used to wash dishes um, for at this place called the Valley Inn. And it's this real, it, you wouldn't know that it's open because it just, it's one of these old, old school places. But my friend Rich um, was my, be- is my best friend and it was his family's restaurant. And so I needed a job. They let me have it. And his grandma used to cook everything. She's an Italian woman, like came over from like Mussolini, Italy. Basically it's like oh, okay. her and her husband. And oh my God, this pizza is the best pizza. It's the meat sauce that she used to make. Um, it was like great. It was just awesome. It's, it's all about the sauce with the Valley and pizza, but it's a great deal. I'd say go get that, but also West main pizza, because, uh, we used to live in the neighborhood where my parents are. My other, I I had a buddy, John, he lived in a neighborhood kind of below that. And I used to go to John's house and we would walk to West main because he lived like right in the neighborhood behind it. Okay. And so we would hang out in the corner booth for hours just eating <laughs> and West Main's cool. Cause it's like a, it's a wheat crust. It's like a honey wheat kind of crust. So it's different. It's thicker. And like, it's just a different kind of pizza than you get anywhere else. Uh-huh. And then, and then in high school after big band practice, we'd go to Newport, uh, we'd go to West Main pizza and we'd hang out there for hours. And it was like the first time I had ever like hung out like post gig, you know, post rehearsal with a bunch of musicians. And so yep. it's kind of like, it kind of turned me on to that. So West Main's like where a lot of that like formative year kind of stuff happened. Yeah, and yeah. Plus the pizza's banging. That's cool. So was bakery pizza prevalent on Aquidneck Island, or is that even more yeah, hyper regional I mean, to just the Providence Cranston? Potomac, no, you know, you, like could yeah, you, you get, get the pizza strips? Pizza. Yeah, yeah, you, you get the pizza that. strip. But again, my parents, um, like my parents were both Navy brats, so they they don't have accents they're not from rhode island you know like they're not from rhode island really they uh-huh. you just wouldn't know so they don't really ha- they're not tied to like the region like a lot of rhode islanders are yeah um you know and and so it, w- it was just all these like weird little things about that weren't really a big deal in my house uh-huh. so yeah we we didn't really do party pizza or pizza strips or anything like that yeah yeah you know and my mom doesn't eat seafood she doesn't like seafood so we didn't <laughs> We like wouldn't get stuffies or anything. It was just yeah. a wholly different thing. So yeah, yeah. It was only as I like kind of grew up and um just like kind of got into my own mess that I would like really discovered all that like pizza strip yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, I gotcha. Cool. Yeah. And last question for you. What is your favorite event that takes place in Rhode Island? This this was like the easiest thing because there are a lot of great a lot of really great events that I've learned about from this podcast because people have like, Oh, it's this, it's this and this. And I think my answer is a little bit more typical because of, you know, it's of what it is, but it would have to be 
there's no other thing I could pick than the Newport festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the jazz and the folk festivals, both of them. Cause I, so I've been going to these festivals for a little over half my life now. And they've always kind of been omnipresent in my life, even when I didn't really realize they were because at where my parents live, they kind of live at the, the at like the top of like one of the highest parts in Portsmouth. And so they kind of like had this, they, they kind of, the neighborhood kind of like overlooks the Bay a little bit. Like you can see it and every okay. summer, every summer when I was young, I remember there would always like once a year be the like weird booming sound. It felt like music was coming from somewhere. I couldn't figure it out. And then one day my dad told me, it's like, Oh, that's the Newport folk and jazz festivals. Oh, uh, okay. And I, like, and I was like, wait, what? There's these, <laughs> there's these, fe- again, I just didn't know. And I'm like, there's these big festivals that happen in Newport. And he's like, yeah. And so I looked it up and I'm like, Oh my God, these are like the most historic things. Uh-huh. And, you know, I listened to like Duke Ellington's record and then like, just listen, like heard about like Bob Dylan going electric and all this stuff. It's like music history happened in Newport. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. And so I finally got a chance through scouts. Um, I knew this woman, um, I was in scouts with this kid, Carl and his mom, Mrs. Magner, um, Peggy, she had an in with one of the vendors at the Newport folk and jazz festivals. So she was like, she knew I was a good kid. I was going to be a hard worker. Like all it was, was like selling water at a cart, but uh-huh. it was parts of the main stage at the festival. So she's like, you want to do that? Like you just sit out in the hot sun and you sell water and you sell like soda to people, but you yeah. get to listen to the music. And I was like, fuck yep. yeah. Sign me, <laughs> sign me up three. You know, I don't care how long I got to be there. I, I would pay to do this. And so I started working on this water cart and I would start going to the uh, jazz festival. And then the following year, they let me also do the folk festival. Um, I mean, it was paid. It was, so that was nice, but I also got to see like these huge acts. Like I yeah, got to see Wynton Marsalis. I got to see, um, oh my God, there's so many people that I'm going to forget that like, like the Carolina chocolate drops. There's, you know, it's like all these, weird like folk bands and then like the black crows would be there and it's and then i just i started developing such a love for it like both festivals because it was like it was again this this sort of meeting of my my desire of what i wanted my music to be i want my music to be sort of a little bit like if you went to the folk festival one weekend and the jazz festival but they, if you went to the folk and jazz festival, they just happen to be on the same weekend happening at the same time. That's kind <laughs> of what I want my music to be is like this meeting of the two. So ever since then, and the, yeah, I just have gone every year. And at a certain point I was like, I need to see the other stages. I just started buying tickets and going rather than like getting paid to go. Yeah. Um, and then motif lets me go and cover the jazz festival. So it's like, I get to, I get a great excuse two weekends out of the year to go see the greatest music, be completely inspired, see people that I, I love. I've mean, I've been able to see, I got to see Sonny Rollins mm-hmm. who he, Sonny Rollins was the reason I started playing saxophone. Cause I heard, I like really started taking saxophone seriously. I mean, I, I, my first like interaction with the saxophone as a solo instrument was Kenny G's Christmas music. 
But <laughs> like when I started taking lessons on saxophone, saxophone Colossus was like the album. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, Oh my God, what is this? And so I got to see Sonny play. I've gotten to see John Prine play. The one time I've gotten to see him play. Um, oh my God. 2017. And we walked down the aisle to his song in spite of ourselves. I should say we walked down and do an instrumental version. Cause if you ever heard in spite of yourselves, there were some like, not really like grandparent or cousin appropriate. Lyrics. <laughs> it's all, it's a silly yeah. song, but yeah. like, and to see him play it and to hold my wife on the lawn as John prime played in spite of ourselves. Like it, it's those moments that I've been given at the festivals where I've just been utterly inspired and destroyed and built up again. And like they exist as a, as a part of my being in a way that no other kind of musical event ever has and ever will just ever could. So it Mm -hmm. has to be the connection that I feel with the Newport festivals. Both of them are just so central to my core as a musician and a person that Mm-hmm. There, there's no other thing that I could ever possibly pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a gift that we have them here in Rhode Island and oh it's God, done yeah. so much to, you know, help bring attention to uh, Rhode Island as, as a place for music. And, um, and it's even just been great to see what's, what has happened over the last, uh, yeah. I'd say a couple of years where, you know, John and, and, you know, the guys in Deer Tick have, you know, helped to shine a light on Rhode Island bands as well. So it isn't just these Absolutely. international stars that you're talking about, but just, you know, the people that are coming up and, you know, busking stage with, you know, Dan Blakesley and stuff like that has just been really cool. And oh my it's, God. Just, it's just great yeah. what um, has happened with the Newport festivals and the, you know, expansion uh, of yeah. all of that stuff. So, and um, they are, you know, and they are not flawless by any means. They are, they are human. They are working. They have a lot, that they could do in a lot of places to go, but they really do a great job of, of community, of building a community of musicians that, I mean, music lovers and people that go there and just for a couple of days are just family in this weird disparate family from all walks of life. And it's just all, it's just great, man. That's awesome. Someday that is like, that is my big goal is, is one of, is weirdly enough one of like again embarrassingly enough for you one of my big goals honestly was to do the where <laughs> where the living room used to be podcast wow, i've wanted right. to do this for a lot it's i consider this a big goal of mine so thank you and um I, and i'm serious about that i it's i feel like i keep fanboying fanboying on you but uh i'm it, it was really cool to do this but uh the newport folk fest man is like that is my, like, that is my one like dream. That is like my, what keeps me waking up in the morning. And I just think about, so I do this, I do this kind of embarrassing thing. I, when we lived in Newport, I, we used to go down and just walk around the festival field. Or if I had a day off, I would take, I would take the day off and I would just go down to um, the fort. I'd go down yeah. to Fort Adams and I'd walk yeah. around and I know I kind of know, I'm not sure, but I know exactly where the Harbor stage sits. And I kind of know exactly where they usually have the main mic. If it's solo musician or any band, 
And so I kind of know where that is. And what I'll do is if no one's around, I just kind of go up and I just stand in that spot and I just look out at what I would see. And I just kind of, just kind of close my eyes and try to envision what it would be, what it would sound like to just say, uh, hi, my name's Ben Shaw. I was born in Newport. I've always loved the Newport folk festivals. Uh, and I'm just so, so happy to be here. Here we go. And to just yeah. play. So I just, I, I do that for myself every once in a while, but, uh, so yeah, that's great, man. No, weird, but great. <laughs> no, like, no, I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah, cool yeah, to, no, it's, to yeah. visualize that stuff. And I think it's important to have goals. And I think that it's, you know, rooted in, in uh, a real, yeah. um, piece of your own developments and, and something that, you know, yeah. goes beyond like, I don't know what, what else could be equivalent to something that would be like, well, you know, I want to play Lollapalooza because I want to be right. huge or something. It's like, you know, at least I'm not hearing it in that way. It's like, th- this is a, oh, a, you know, a festival that has yeah. directly impacted you as a songwriter and as a composer and all of yeah. these other, and uh, you know, jazz player, like all of these things are like deeply ingrained in who you are. And, and yes, it can mean something to do that. I mean, I've had that type of, like, I've got to play at cat's cradle uh, in North Carolina. And that's like yeah. where super chunk plays all their shows. So I'm like, Oh dude, yeah, this is the stage that super chunk plays on. And it's not the, you know, the biggest deal, but I'm like, this is pretty cool playing in front no. of like, <laughs> like, no, of people that, like, this is where, you know, merge records is, and this is what's happening with that kind of stuff. And um, Dude, it means something. It, it, it just, it's, that's part of you. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it can, uh, yeah, just just be a part of our musical journey, and and I, you know, wish you the best. Keep doing what you're doing to yeah. get there. Um, I mean, well, it's like it's like with that, like the whole idea of like, you know, dreams and everything. It's like, yeah, I, I would I love to play Lollapalooza, sure, but I, to be honest, I've kind of reached a point in my musical life where, like, when I think about my goals and everything, it used to be what it was, but now I just think like if I could just make a living that's uh, like i think that's as good as you can hope for in music now i don't Mm. think i think if you can just make a decent living you can provide for yourself or your family or whatever off of music oh my god like that's when that is that's better than playing madison square garden if i Mm -hmm. could do that and and it's like so i think about that stuff and like playing the festivals and like if i could just play like little theaters and stuff and even that's asking a lot but I don't need a lot of this stuff. And that's kind of what is fun about the RI five is like, it kind of gives me an appreciation for Rhode Island because it's like, there's a good life that you can make here. Like Mm -hmm. Rhode Island's a nice place. And I would love a life where we, where we, where we live here, I go out and I make music and I come back and I just have a normal, small life here. I would be fine with that. I just, I just want to make music and it's like, yeah. that's, that's part of it. So if it's like playing those shows mean a lot, like the playing in that place in North Carolina mean a lot because it, it resonates with you. It resonates within you. It's, it's important. And that's better to me being able to do those and play those situations than playing like these huge shows. I would love to play arenas and get paid the kind of money to play arenas. <laughs> Let me just yeah. say that. But yeah, 
but it's it's important to re- recognize that it's like the you can have you can have an appreciation for those small goals and mm-hmm. have that mean a lot to you and that that's okay because yeah. that's I'd rather be happy with that than be pissed off but traveling the world hitting you know stadiums yeah yeah well cool well thanks Ben uh, it's been incredible to get to talk to you about uh, everything but definitely uh, cool to kind of just talk Rhode Island and get that perspective yeah. it is a unique one that I haven't really uh, spoken to too many people from Aquinnick Island so just kind of looking at it through uh, the lens of someone uh, from the islands of, yeah. of Rhode Island uh, it's it's great so yeah man I I, I really appreciate like the the ri5 because it, it actually gave me a different perspective on my my hometown and the place we live you know mm-hmm. rhode island is small it can be easy to kind of like hate where you grew up with and i went through that for a lot of years but there's a lot i've found that i love about this state and that i really appreciate and some of that comes from like listening to other people appreciate it so thank That's you cool. man i appreciate it well thanks